It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Seconds left, he's got the ball, he should have it. Isaiah hangs out of the ball, flips it up to the Raptors. Detroit is the city of champions again. Detroit basketball. Well, no turnover second half. That was more than... Correctly, that was the key to the game is not letting them get out in transition and present themselves, you know, with live ball turnovers. In the first half, we we had only I think eight and none the second half. So, um, but uh, he did an excellent job, and uh, you know, being a point guard, I thought that's where the summer league was was beneficial uh, for him is to make sure that he learned to run pick and roll, roll to run the team, uh, and he did a good job. And there is Dwayne Casey after Saturday night's win. What is happening? And welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast, your episode for Monday, November the 4th. And Drummond's monster start continues. And Point Bruce makes his debut. This is your boy Matt Shook, the host of the Locked On Pistons podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering the NBA. For the Detroit News and Associated Press, Pistons fan and follower my whole life, just like you guys and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thanks for the listen. Thanks for staying with us as we go into month two of the NBA calendar. Just a few short, uh, third of maybe October that was part of the regular season. So a full month of basketball ahead. Excited to see how it goes. Pistons already 1-1 one one on the weekend and end the month of November as well. Today we're going to run down the weekend games. The loss to Chicago, the win back home on Saturday night against the Brooklyn Nets. We're also going to talk about Andre Drummond's monster start and what this could mean for the big picture. We're also going to look ahead to Monday's game tonight in the capital city, taking on the Washington Wizards in Washington, D.C. Bradley Beal and the Wizards hosting a depleted Pistons team once again, as we'll give the injury update from the latest injury report on Sunday night. But give me a follow on Twitter, by the way, at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore for that. Also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account, and check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons dash Match If you're still on Facebook, give us a follow. We uh, appreciate all of the engagement and all of the follows and all of the likes and retweets and all that good stuff out there in the internet world. But the Pistons moved to 3-4 and four over the weekend with a couple of games, staying barely above water without Blake Griffin and now without Reggie Jackson as well. Pistons now alone in the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference playoff hunt. Percentage points better than Atlanta. More things change, the more they say the same, right? Eighth seed for the Detroit Pistons who are now 3-0 and in what I call red-letter games against the other teams in the thick of the bottom part of the Eastern Conference playoff hunt or just outside of it, and 0-4 in the rest of the games, including 0-2 against good teams, Philly and Toronto, and 0-2 against the bad teams, the home opener against Atlanta, and then on Friday at Chicago. And I'm not going to talk much about the Bulls game. It's kind of old news as we 
uh, record this podcast for you late on Sunday night. Pistons lose 112 to 106 on Friday night. The defense struggled. Uh, Derrick Rose had a pretty special night back in his hometown. 23 points for him in 23 minutes. And then Saturday, the bad news kept coming as during the day about middle of the afternoon, news broke from the Pistons. The team announced that Reggie Jackson, with his lingering back issue, will be out at least four more weeks and then be reevaluated after that. And on top of that, Tim Frazier and Derrick Rose, both questionable for the game, were ruled out as a game-time decision by Coach Dwayne Casey and his staff. They missed the game, too. Those are all three of the point guards. On the roster, two-way player Jordan Bone was hustled over from Grand Rapids, and the Pistons started Bruce Brown at point guard. He's gotten minutes here and there at point guard these last uh, season, plus uh, the beginning of this year, and uh, he did the job. Uh, in every single way that they could have possibly wanted him to, 113-109 to 109 is the final as the Pistons get the win with second-year Bruce Brown playing point guard for them. Goes 8 of 20 from the field, a career-high 22 points, a career-high 7 assists, 2 steals, and did not turn the ball over once. The Pistons as a team turned the ball over 8 times in the first half but did not commit any second-half turnovers as their nightmare second quarter turned into a really good second half. For this team, and uh, they were just outstanding. Speaking of outstanding, Andre Drummond, his third straight 2020 game, 25 points, 20 rebounds. Not only that, but six assists, five blocks, three steals. The numbers match the performance as he was all over the place defensively as well. More on Andre Drummond later, but Luke Kennard with some big hoops in the 30 seconds, uh, final 30 seconds as well to secure the win. 24 points for him. Casey elected to follow twice in the final minute, up by three to put shooters on the line for two free throws. It worked. Andre Drummond did the job, did some defensive rebounds there late, split a pair of free throws himself, and then hit two to seal the win with 3.6 seconds left. The Nets fall despite Kyrie Irving's first triple-double in a Brooklyn uniform. He had 20 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists. Uh, a double-double for Andre, DeAndre Jordan, I think his first for the Nets as well. 10 points and 10 rebounds. Old friend Spencer Dinwiddie, 16 points. And uh, Karis LeVert had 14 points for Michigan Wolverine there. But uh, the Pistons tonight at Washington. Home on Wednesday for the New York Knicks and then at Indiana on Friday. After that, next weekend, the Pistons do not play on Saturday and Sunday. And that is their first two-day stretch of no games this entire season. So a tough start schedule-wise for the Pistons this year. But uh, Manscaped, it's the number one men's below-the-belt grooming supply company out there. 20% off with free shipping when you use the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. Wouldn't recommend a product if I didn't use it myself. And, uh, yeah, check it out. 20% off, free shipping with the code LOCKEDON at manscaped.com. Up next, we're going to talk more about Andre Drummond's big start. Go big picture a little bit there. And that's coming up next here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Yes, the NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A little bit later on, we're going to talk about tonight's game against the Washington Wizards. Pistons-Wizards used to be a red-letter game, but obviously the Wizards are a team 
in another direction right now with John Wall on the sidelines for probably the season so far. But uh, three takeaways from Saturday night. I was at the game, wrote, a, wrote it up for the Associated Press, so I was courtside in my usual seats. This time, actually, uh, the, the usual seats. The last time I was I was uh, right behind Mason on the center court kind of courtside there. But this time, over by the visitor's locker room, the visitor's entrance, and it was uh, kind of nice. The uh, you know when the Brooklyn Nets came out for some reason, Kyrie Irving, uh, everyone kind of ran on the floor, and Kyrie Irving came out like three minutes later by himself. I'm sure there was a legitimate reason, but the symbolism was perfect there with Kyrie kind of making everyone wait, and everyone was holding up the camera phones to record him coming out. And the Pistons do a thing where it's a, a group of young kids, uh, probably teenagers, maybe like young teenagers and younger. And uh, I'm not sure how they pick the kids or whatever. It might be something to ask uh, for uh, if you want to get your group involved. Maybe reach out to the Pistons or something like that. But it's called the the High Five Tunnel. They're all wearing shirts that says High Five Tunnel. And uh, this night they were greeting the Brooklyn Nets as they ran onto the court. And like I said, Kyrie Irving, obviously the, the big ticket player for the Brooklyn Nets. But two or three of the kids, the young boys, like when Kyrie Irving ran by, and he didn't do anything special, he just like, you know, clapped their hands as they, as he as he ran by. Th- these kids like looked like their life had been changed. Like these kids were so into getting to slap skin with uh, Kyrie Irving. I just it, and, and it's something I've known, and it's something you know about the NBA. I think the shoes have something to do with it. I think the uh, Uncle Drew has something to do with it. The ball handling moves, the fact that he's a, a smaller guy, probably resonates with a lot of the the basketball, the unlikely basketball stars or, or potential stars of the future. But uh, Kyrie Irving, the kids just love Kyrie Irving, no doubt about it. And it's just funny because obviously people my age and, and maybe even younger than me, we kind of see him as uh, kind of a, a problem with teams. Obviously he's been traded twice now. And uh, the way that everything unraveled with Boston last year, just a player that kind of sucks the joy out of basketball in a lot of ways in terms of a big picture thing. But obviously so fun to watch in a small picture thing. So it's tough to kind of uh, reconcile those two parts of Kyrie Irving. And, and there was pl- people, you know, there were people at that game there to see Kyrie Irving. They weren't there to see the Pistons. Uh, a couple guys sitting behind us that were yelling, Kyrie, the whole time. Uh, Ansar Khan of M Live, I think, was going to snap at some point and uh, turn around and, and have his uh, have his way with those guys. But like, it just kind of drove the point home for me that Kyrie Irving is – you know, he's not thought of probably in that first tier of players by basketball snobs like me who uh, who kind of dock him some points from last year. And, and when I talk about the first tier of players, I'm talking about a very exclusive, small first tier of like seven or eight guys that right now you could see being the best player on a NBA championship type team. Like I said, it might not even be seven or eight guys. It's a, a really small group of players right now. And uh, Kyrie Irving, although he's not there right now on my list and probably most of your lists as well, uh, he's just beloved by kids. And he's like uh, the future of the game and everything. And throwing Steph Curry into that mix as a little guy who's out there uh, making making his living and, and making a lot of success, obviously, based on his skills and not his size and athleticism. Uh, exclusively. So that's my number one takeaway. Uh, And these get more important as they go. And so the number two takeaway is Bruce Brown at point guard. I'm not going to sit here and do a victory lap. I'm not going to gloat. I know Bruce has obviously had a tough start to the season before this game on Saturday, although I don't think 
it uh, was as bad as some of the numbers dictate. I think he's still doing some good things out there. I think Friday night, for instance, against Chicago, I can think of a couple instances where he passed up a three-pointer, a decent three-pointer for most average players, and obviously he's a below-average shooter, but passed it around the key for a better and wide-open three-point shot to one of them was Christian Wood, and I believe the other one was Markeith Morris, and just wide-open shots from the corner that these guys missed. The Pistons missed their first 14 14 three-point attempts on Friday night, just an ugly effort by them there. But Bruce Brown, uh, by necessity, gets thrown into the starting lineup, plays 40 minutes at point guard, and runs the offense that I really detailed last week and and said this is is what they should do, especially with Andre Drummond's passing. And I know that Andre Drummond at the top of the key, he's a a good passer for a big man. He looks clunky. It's going to be clumsy. There's going to be some dumb turnovers at times. He throws some of those backdoor passes at some of the cutter's feet a lot of times. He again, Andre Drummond's prone to make, and as as most centers would, is prone to make some uh, some tough plays out there, make some turnovers, and even when it goes right, sometimes it doesn't look very pretty. We know that Andre Drummond. I think that's kind of a big man's disease that it just looks not so smooth out there for him. But uh, Bruce Brown running the pick and rolls with Andre Drummond, uh, passing, the, and and when when Bruce Brown is playing point guard, obviously he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. But it's licensed for other players to make plays, too. you got Langston Galloway on the wing making some plays. Luke Kennard playing a little point guard in the second quarter unsuccessfully, but playing that, too. And obviously Bruce Brown, when he's playing point guard, Luke Kennard's on the court as well. And this might be the Pistons' starting backcourt next year, something to think about as we go on through the season. But it gives Luke more license to have the ball in his hands to be a creator himself. So it's kind of a collective effort. Bruce... You know, bringing the ball up the court and uh, running a lot of the stuff with the ball in his hands too. But like I said, giving other players that chance. And I think even with Blake Griffin, we know how much he has the ball in his hands, how much usage he's going to have for Dwayne Casey's team. So kind of a good thing, a good start. Uh, and I think it's, it could be something they, they roll with more often, especially obviously with Reggie Jackson out for four games. We'll talk about the point guard health situation tonight a little bit later on in the show. Not good news there. But uh, I liked it a lot, and it goes without saying that Bruce Brown had an outstanding game on Saturday, and no one was happier than me about that after sticking my neck about it. And, and again, it's not going to be this good every night. It's going to be not going to be close to this good every night. I don't think he should be the starting point guard right now on this team. I think Reggie Jackson, when he gets healthy, should resume that spot. But when Tim Frazier gets back, yeah, I do think that Bruce Brown should remain as the starting point guard. I don't think that... Uh, Tim Frazier is an NBA caliber starting type of player. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, Bruce Brown should continue to get minutes there, even when they're fully healthy, five, ten minutes here and there uh, throughout games. So I think that that's something they should stick with and something they should be growing towards as uh, the Pistons look ahead to hopefully a brighter future down the road. But the third thing and the biggest thing is Andre Drummond. He had 25 points and 20 rebounds. That was his third straight game with uh, 20 and 20. The third guy to do three straight in the last 25 years. The second, according to the Pistons, he's the second guy to do that in Pistons history. That Bob Lanier did it during his career at one point. I was up on Basketball Reference writing the AP Gamer, and I uh, couldn't find that instance where Bob Lanier Lanier went 20, 23 straight games. But uh, you know those rebounding stats were a little bit uh, shady back in the day in the 70s. So it's kind of tough to know even when the uh, information is supposedly in front of you there. But Andre Drummond continues to play his ass off so far this season. He's been really, really good. Obviously, I mean, I, you don't need the your local Lockdown uh, Pistons expert to tell you that if you've been watching the games. 
again, it's going to be clunky. There is a large segment of the fan base that is already out on Andre Drummond, regardless of anything. Uh, the extension is still lingering out there. Obviously, Andre Drummond wants to get paid. He talked about how he believes he's a max player. We talked about on this show before the season started that there is no universe that Andre Drummond is a max player. Despite how good he's playing right now, it's still the case. And yeah, if he continues on this clip for a good portion of the season, maybe the calculus does change with him. And in my mind, maybe he does go from a, a 22 to $24 million player per year up to maybe a, a $28, $30 million player per year where he's at right now with that uh, player option of 28 plus for next season. Maybe that becomes kind of the starting point for this next three or four year deal at 28, 30, 32, something like that, that ends up being a three year, uh, $90 million deal, something like that. Uh, you could see a universe where that exists. And I could see a, a Pistons roster that with upgrades in the backcourt upgrades, uh, certainly on the wing, uh, some of those being internal upgrades and development with players already on this roster. Uh, Andre Drummond, I mean, kudos to this guy, Playing at a defensive player of the year level, I haven't watched much of the Utah Jazz and Rudy Gobert yet. Uh, obviously, he's going to be a factor in that race all the time. Kawhi Leonard is another guy that's going to stand out in that area. But Andre Drummond is playing his way into the national spotlight, uh, getting an opportunity with Blake Griffin out of the lineup right now and making the most of it to be sure. Kudos to the big fella. And, hey, shout out to, just like I'm kind of on the Bruce Brown, one of the last guys on the bandwagon, going into this weekend. I know there's a lot of you guys and probably some of you guys listening that are the Andre Drummond defenders, the Andre stands, and uh, congratulations to you guys for sticking with it and the nice starts of the season for him. Chubbs, my guy, a listener of the show, reached out to me on Twitter on Sunday and said, hey, we all know that, that this is just contract Dre, that he's just doing this to get paid. I I'll disagree with Chubbs there. Um, and I, I'm, not, I'm not relenting from my stance that Andre Drummond is not a max player. Max contracts are like 40-plus per year, and there's no way that Andre Drummond or really any center in the league, maybe short of Joel Embiid or Carl Anthony Towns, might be worth, worth an actual max contract. But I, I think it's unfair to say that Andre's just playing hard or just in great shape or just at the great motor because he's looking for that big extension. Because we've seen Andre kind of building up to this over the last three years since he had that septum surgery that kind of cleared up the breathing a little bit. It's gotten better. It's gotten better. It's gotten better year in and year out. He had a strong end to last season. And yes, he's taken it to another level so far this year, but it's not like he was a bum the last couple of years, didn't play hard, anything like that. Sure, it's it's as best as it's been, and it's not a coincidence that that's a contract year. But to say that he's only playing hard because of the contract year situation, I think is not true, and I think it's unfair to Andre Drummond, the player, right now. But don't be unfair to us. Give us a follow on the Locked On NBA Net Twitter feed. It's a collection of the hosts on one Twitter feed. Really cool during the day to catch up on all the news and during a full slate of games at night. Also, Instagram Locked On NBA Net highlighting the biggest stories. In the NBA. Coming up, we're going to preview tonight's game. Pistons on the road in the capital city to take on the Washington Wizards. That's next here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Lockdown Network, your team every day. This Lockdown podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found. Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy 
of putting a dish together yourself. I'm pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, the Pistons taking on the Wizards tonight. In Washington, that's a 7 p.m. start in the city of champions with the Caps recently, the Mystics, and the Nationals as well. Not the case for the NBA franchise and Coach Scotty Brooks. The Wizards are 1-4. John Wall out, obviously, with the Achilles injury. They got drilled at home by Minnesota on Saturday night, 30 for Bradley Beal in that loss. I know you guys covet him, have coveted him for many years. He's a one-man show out there in Washington. It's a team that's rebuilding and probably needs to pull the trigger on a deal for him to collect all of the assets. Right now, their other starters are Rui Hachimura, who has played well so far as a rookie, a guy I was not very high on going into the draft, Isaac Bonga, Thomas Bryant, and point guard Ish Smith. That's right, Ishmael, the reunion tonight for the Pistons, taking on their former Backup point guard in Ish Smith on a night that the Pistons might need a point guard themselves. On Saturday, Ish was a, the second leading scorer behind Beal out of the Washington starters, and he had seven points. The other guys got four, three, and three in that game to let you in on the kind of talent that uh, Bradley Beal is dealing with in the starting lineup for the Washington Wizards. This is a bad team. This is a team the Pistons should take care of, even on the road, even on a third night in four day or third game in four nights tough scheduling situation, all that stuff. I mean, Admiral Schofield gets minutes, a guy that I liked in the draft process, but certainly not a guy you want to give meaningful NBA minutes to right now. Mo Wagner off the bench. They cleared the cap a little bit for the Lakers and took Mo Wagner off their hands. And Isaiah Thomas, not that one, but Isaiah Thomas, that other one, playing pretty well early on in the season as well for the Wizards. And for the Pistons, some bad news that we found out on Sunday afternoon from the official injury report, Blake Griffin, who was believed to be uh, looked at uh, reevaluated in early November. And if you haven't noticed, we are in early November. So maybe he has been reevaluated and it hasn't been good because he's still listed as out for Monday night's game. Reggie Jackson, of course, as we found out over the weekend, certainly out for this one tonight. Derek Rose also listed it out as out with the hamstring injury. Kind of hoped that that was maybe more of a load management situation, but it seems like Maybe more of an injury than we thought, even in the postgame on Saturday with Dwayne Casey. The good news, I guess if you want to call it good news, is that Tim Frazier is not out. He's doubtful, though, so he might not play as well. Now, the official injury report could change. They uh, have to update that by 1.30 on uh, Monday afternoon. So, again, keep an eye on my Twitter feed. I'll keep you abreast if there's anything changed there with those guys. But, uh, yeah, not good. For the Pistons, Sekou Dumbuya going back to Grand Rapids. He was active on Saturday because all the injuries didn't get in the game, obviously. Uh, Jordan Bone was active, too. Well, neither of those guys played, but uh, we'll see if Jordan Bone with the dearth of point guards. Maybe he gets a couple minutes tonight. We will see. But uh, Vegas, uh, I've seen it's the, the game is kind of off the books in a lot of places because of these injuries up and down. But uh, what I did see, a couple of sports books had Washington as two-point favorites. So, only the Pistons one point better on a neutral court, given the three points that home teams get. 
And wow, uh, kind of a slap in the face, really. So if you believe in your Pistons, go ahead and grab Washington to or grab the Pistons and uh, get two points, unbelievably, and uh, might want to cash in on that if you believe in the Bruce Brown point guard situation and uh, Andre Drummond's torrid start to the season. But speaking of torrid start to the season, locked on NBA daily bite-sized look at yesterday's action. Really interesting stuff, especially on a Monday morning when they cover what happened over the weekend. And um, rejecting the screen, great wide-ranging NBA talk with those guys uh, Tuesday and Thursday, and they got the long-form interview on Thursday. They had uh, Richard Jefferson on, and a really interesting interview with him. You should check that out. One of the more fascinating characters of the past several uh, seasons in the NBA, recently retired. And, of course, the Hollinger and Duncan show once a week. I've already listened to this on Sunday night. I love this show. With the amazing insight of John Hollinger and Nate Duncan's a great foil for him as well. Hopefully we'll get those guys on the Locked on Pistons podcast sometime as well. Still got open lines on the Google voicemail line, 810-666-1546. Hit us up if you got any thoughts. Give your name, where you live, and uh, what you think about the Pistons so far this season. Andre Drummond, what do we do with him with the long-term situation? 810-666-1546. Do you want him gone? Do you want to keep him? I'm sure you've got an opinion if you're a Pistons fan. Everyone's got an opinion on Andre. Would love to hear yours. But that'll do it for us. Your boy, Matt Shook, with the Locked on Pistons podcast. Enjoy the game tonight against the Wizards. We'll be back with a recap tomorrow as the Pistons, three winnable games this week, another winnable game starting next week with Minnesota. Maybe these injured players, including a certain number 23, come back sometime soon. Could be an exciting week for the Pistons, and we'll be with you all week here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.